Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. All right. Philippians 4.10. Hallelujah. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Verse 13, can we say it together? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Amen. Father, I pray you speak to me and through me this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know we have exactly 111 days till 2022. So we have, we may, it may look like it's just four months, but how many of you know that a lot can happen in 24 hours? Amen. A lot can happen in these 111 days. Hallelujah. So I don't know what your year has looked like, but we can redeem the time. Amen. And this is the final lap. This is what um, the ember month, right? And in Nigeria, there's typically this fear that comes with it. But we can finish well. We can finish strong. Amen. Amen. Tap your neighbor and tell them, finish strong. Tell them again, finish well. Tell them to your other neighbor and tell them, finish strong and finish well. You know, in the final lap of a relay um, race, they usually put the fastest runner at the end, the last. He's usually the last to run. So the, the traditional strategy for relay races are you put the second fastest runner first, the... Um, Third, the, the second fastest runner, you put him first. The second, you put him, uh, the third, pardon me, you put him second. The slowest, you put him third. Then the fastest, you put him last. I'm saying this because I don't want you to wind down this year, this, the remaining four months. Are you with me? I don't want you to wind down and just look and... <clears throat> It, 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 um, it feels like you start slowing down. There is so much more. Even if you've had major wins this year, tell your neighbor you can have more. You can have more. Amen. Do you know the thing about victory? It's not just about you. Do you know so many people, generations depend on you winning in life. Generations depend on you conquering. Your children depend on you conquering right now. So it's not always about you. Hallelujah. Today we are going to be talking about joy and strength. And I'm going to be hoping that at the end of today's service, that for those of you looking for strength for the remaining 111 days that the Lord will show you how to gain strength, how to get strength. In Jesus' name I pray. Because I know so many of us may have been beat down by situations, work, family, friends, um, loss in one way or the other. And you're tired. 
but you can gain strength. Hallelujah. <coughs> so my prayer for you is that you finish strong the rest of 2021. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. So Paul shared something in um, Philippians 4.13. How many of us have been um, enjoying this series? Be honest with me. Okay. okay. Just one person. That's fine. <laughs> okay, just before I go into um, the rest of um, uh, what I wanted to say, um, I shared on Thursday and I shared on Wednesday how I feel like our generation has been plagued and oppressed by the enemy with mental health crisis. And that's why I preached two weeks ago on, this, on the topic of mental wealth. And I believe that <coughs> you can prosper in your mind, that you can <coughs> have a great mental, you can have great mental health. Amen. Amen. And we looked at the spiritual relationship. But I really wanted to talk about something. And on Thursday, we prayed about destroying strongholds. We prayed about destroying strongholds. One of the things that the enemy has used in the millennial and the Gen Z generation is this crisis of mental health, this plague, this pandemic of anxiety and depression and every other illness, mental health illness. But the children of God, we can be free. And many children of God are suffering. But we can be free. We can be healed. Amen. But one of the things I want us to understand is we have to destroy strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, 4-6 says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Amen. But what do we use them for? To destroy strongholds. What are strongholds? Who can define them for me? I don't know. I feel like I'll start teaching with a board. And he said, I think that would not be bad. But what are strongholds? Anyone? Castles. What else? Anyone? Don't worry, I'm not marking scripts. Anyone? Yes, shout, shout from where you are. A fortified position. A fortress. A, a, a fortified position. Why would, the, why would Jesus, through Paul, um, why would the Holy Spirit through Paul tell us to destroy strongholds? Because strongholds are what the enemy has built in many people, fortified positions. He has camped in the minds of believers and built fortresses. He has fortified himself in the minds of believers. And I'm telling you, the enemy does not have permission to do so unless you give him entrance. So we talked on Thursday that it's not just about... Um, we talked about some things that lead to, you know, oftentimes we just see the fruit of sin. We see people in trouble, but we don't see the root of that thing. So strongholds start when you give the enemy permission through sexual perversion, pornography, through lying, through strife, through anger. I talked about on Thursday, you know, in Nigerians, a lot of us, our true color is when we are angry. Have you noticed? Have you heard that? Say, don't let me show you my true color. How comes that's your true color? That's just how I am. And many people are now using anxiety and depression to be terrible people. They use it as their excuse to be terrible people. 
Paul says we destroy strongholds. You don't negotiate with the enemy. Are you with me? You don't negotiate with the enemy. You don't tell the devil, have some of my life, have part of my life. Do you get me? He says we destroy strongholds. What's the second thing he says? He says we destroy arguments. As we are on Twitter, Instagram, we see arguments. Amen? That are rising in opposition of our Lord. Fam, we don't entertain things that oppose the message of the cross. Are you with me? You don't entertain it in your heart. You destroy it. This is not my message, but I feel like I had to just say this. And the third thing he says is that we take every thought captive. Hallelujah. We take every thought captive. Our mind, God has given your mind. He created your mind. He says, love the Lord with all your mind. A lot of our worship experience for many children of God has been devoid of their mind. They don't use their mind. Take every thought captive. The first thing, the first person you talk to on, on when you wake up in the morning cannot be your notifications. There's a, there's a pastor I follow. He's late now. His name is Martin Lloyd-Jones. He, he has a book called Spiritual Depression. And in the book, he says that, have you noticed that we spend a lot of time listening to our thoughts and not talking to our thoughts. So you wake up in the morning, and the first thing you're hearing is that you are useless, you are dumb, um, sapper, um, what are the other things? You know, you remember, um, whatever, negative thoughts, negative emotions, and you start listening and paying attention to it, and you become what you behold. Take every thought captive. What is a captive? You enslave. A, a captive is someone that has been enslaved. A captive is someone that in war or whatever has been put under subjection. You don't entertain thoughts that are not of Christ. Thoughts that are not of God. Tribe, am I with you this morning? Because it's leading to joy and, 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 and strength. Destroy strongholds in your life. Children of God, please, if you are dealing with unforgiveness, if you're dealing with anger, if you're dealing with lust, stop entertaining them. This is not a time to negotiate, particularly lost children of God. Do you know what the formula for dealing with lust is? Flee. I've never seen in the scriptures, maybe you will show me where the Bible says we should pray in tongues for hours. Anyone? Is what you japa? Did I say that right? You run. You flee. Amen. Take every thought captive. Any thoughts that rises in opposition of our Lord. Do not allow the enemy build strongholds in your mind. Please, I'm begging you. Because if you are to move forward, which is our theme this year, if you are to make progress in your lives, you cannot continue carrying burdens that are not yours. Jesus says, come to me. My, bird, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're asking what, it's, it's, it's very important that we destroy these things.
Hallelujah. Because one of the things, like I said, if you're plagued in your mind and you're not having a healthy mind, you will not be able to succeed. You will not be able to have the victory that is yours. And um, Proverbs 24.10, I think, um, yes, um, King Solomon was saying that if your strength, if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And if you don't have a strong mind, you will not be able to face the storm. So James, Apostle James says, we should count it all joy when we go through trials and tribulations. Why? Because it is in that that we are being formed. It is in that that we are emerging. Like your true self, your victorious self is emerging. Hallelujah. So <clears throat> when trials and tribulation comes, when adversity comes, it's not the time to fail. It's time to build strength. Amen. But even if you failed this year, the righteous shall fall, they may fall seven times, but what? They will rise. Amen. So the Amplified Version of Isaiah 60 says you should arise from that spiritual depressive state that you are in. Amen. That you should rise from it. Tribe, this is not the time to relax. This is not the time to allow the enemy. Whatever you've been going through this year, this is not the time to just wind down and allow the enemy take any more territory in your life. Rise and chase it. Resist him so that he will flee. Glory to God. Which now brings us to the um, Philippians 4.13. We talked about um, the economy of joy last week, and we saw how Paul explained that he had learned a secret of how to uh, stay in a place of abasement or abundance. He had learned how to stay in a place of hunger and plenty. He had learned how to stay in need and in abundance. And he said his secret was what? Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And um, verse 13, Philippians 4.13 is actually one of the most abused verses in the Bible because people use it as an excuse to do any and everything. <laughs> so um, we think that that is a permission to live anyhow because he used the word all things. No, Paul qualified all there. Are you with me? He qualified all there and that he could live in abundance and he could live in abasement. He could live in poverty. He could live in um, full provision. That was what he meant by that. Hallelujah. So he now says, "Who through Christ, who strengthens me? Hallelujah. <clears throat> so his secret was what? His secret was Christ, that he gained strength through Christ. His secret was that he gained strength through Christ so that when he had enough, he, it was Christ that strengthened him. And when he did not have at all, it was who that strengthened him? It was Christ. Glory to God. And that's why, you know, when throughout this, for this, this is episode seven, and I'm really hoping that the tribe Abuja has been getting this, that you are not called to live, because we're called to rejoice. As much as joy is an emotion, it is a decision of your will. So Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. He says in, um, somewhere in Thessalonians, he says, rejoice always. Hallelujah. So 
I want you to understand that regardless of what's going on around us, dollar is hitting five, whatever, right now, you know, and you're asking the Lord what's happening. Your joy should not be tied to any circumstance, any person, or anything. Amen. So in John 15, Jesus said that, um, abide in me and uh, and then your joy will be what complete. So, uh, sorry, abide in me and my joy in you will be complete. Amen. So we are not called to, our own joy should be the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. I've not lost anyone for the past seven weeks, Abby. So if you are still struggling with having joy in your life, I want you to go to the source. Amen. So like Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus Christ is our source. Abide in him. Stay in him. Be strengthened by him. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Nehemiah says, was praying for um, the, the people in Jerusalem and he said, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. And um, I want us to look at a character that we all know and um, some of us love him. Um, in the Old Testament, King David, King Diesel. Amen. So in um, 1 Samuel 30, <clears throat> David had been anointed for some year, for some time now. But he was not yet, he, had, he was anointed as king because um, Saul had messed up, right? And um, Samuel just said, the Lord has rejected you because you did not stay in obedience. So David was anointed as king. He now went, he's anointed as king. Saul makes him his servant and he's serving him. And the spirits, that were, the evil spirit that was tormenting Saul woke up one day and Saul tried to pin David to the wall with his spear. David now starts running away and he spends his time. He, he spends about 10 years on the run away from his boss. He had opportunity several times to kill Saul, but he never did. So um, there are a, a group of misfits and men, they come, they gather around um, David, pardon, um, David and about 600 of them they became what we now call David's mighty men. Amen. David is just running from his enemies, running from his enemies. And he goes to um, the Philistines, Philistines, pardon me. And um, he asks the king if he can stay in a particular city. The king says, um, he, David, I don't know how he did it because he literally just killed Goliath. And I wonder how he managed to kill, um, convince the Philistines that he was harmless. Anyway, they gave him a city. He's there for about a year. Then the Philistines are about to go to war with Saul. Then they, they now call, the king now calls David and says, come and join me. And David is like, yes, let's go. They, they are going for battle and the commanders they were like, uh, sir, what is this Jew guy doing here? And he's like, no, he's with me. Like, no, 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 no. He can't go with us. He has to go. David is begging because I know David would have done things. Do you understand? There's no way David would have fought the Israelites, his brothers. There's no way. He would have turned on them. So it was a wise thing for the Philistines to send him back. On their way back to the city that they were given by the Philistines, 
they saw from afar that the city was on fire and that um, a particular tribe had pillaged the, their city and taken their wives and their possessions. That's it. This is, we've entered chapter 30 now. And Dave, the Bible tells us that David was in distress. Why? He says, for the people spoke of stoning him to death. This is his mighty men. These men that he gave a life. These men that they were rejected by society, but they, through serving David, they made a name. They made their names under David. But, you know, when someone is in great pain, they cannot recognize anyone in front of them. They were in great pain because their wives and their children and their possessions had gone. So what did they do? Their response was like, David had caused this. We are going to kill him. So the Bible, um, 1 Samuel 30 verse 60 says, David, David, but David was in great distress for the people spoke of stoning him. Then this is what his response to his distress was this. He says, but David encouraged. That's some translations. The ESV says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, for a while I've asked myself, how is that possible? How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? And I believe that the Lord has given me a formula I believe every one of us can follow. Amen? Are you with me? Are you with me? Number one, we should pray in the Holy Spirit. The effectual prayer, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Hallelujah. A translation says it is tremendous in its working. Hallelujah. We pray in the spirit. My goodness. Prayer. How many of you, prayer has changed your lives? Can I see a witness here? But there are times because of the pain and the distress, we may not be able to pray, but that is the exact moment you need to pray. Hallelujah. That is the exact moment you need to pray. I want you to imagine you go to work, you come back, someone has taken your wife, your possessions. And not just you, everyone that works for you. And they are now pointing fingers at you. David is on the run from Saul. David is on the run from the Philistines. And I think it was the Amalekites or so. They had come and they had taken his land. I mean his people. His family and his possessions. Rejected by the world. Rejected by his people. He turned to God and he strengthened himself in the Lord. So number one, you pray in the spirit. Amen. I want to encourage you, if you don't pray in tongues, that you ask the Holy Spirit to. Because there's so much that that does to your spirit man. <coughs> but even if you don't, do not neglect the place of prayer. There's a psalm that um, David was talking. He said, he's, he's, I don't, um, um, he said, there are people that are so, they are against him. I'm paraphrasing now because I can't remember exactly. He said, but people, there are people that are against him and that he, he turns around and there's no one for him. He now says this, but some translation says, but I am prayer. Some other translations say, I become prayer. Some other translations say, I am in prayer. I have chosen the I am prayer. Prayer is not when we just gather for two hours on Sunday. Amen. 
when you rise in the morning, you pray to your father and thank him for the day. You pray in the spirit. You declare over your day. Amen. Like I've said before when I was teaching on prayer earlier this year, I said prayer is not a feature in your spiritual journey. It is a component. Are you with me? Amen. Number one, pray in the spirit. Number two, preach the gospel to yourself. Preach the gospel to yourself. We talk a lot about preaching, but whenever we talk about preaching, we only talk about preaching to others. Have you ever preached the gospel to yourself? Have you ever preached the gospel to yourself? Paul, Romans 1, 16 and 17, for I am unashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. Have you ever spoken that to yourself? That this gospel, this good news is for me. Amen. There's a psalm for, of David and he's talking to himself. He's saying, why are you downcast, O my soul? So I mentioned at the beginning of this, I said we spend a lot of time listening to our thoughts and not speaking to our thoughts. We take every thought captive. Amen. You preach to yourself. Christ has come. He died for me. Jesse. You call your name. He was buried for my sake. He resurrected for my sake. That's how you strengthen yourself in the, uh, 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 in the Lord. You preach over yourself. Why are you downcast on my soul? You see, when you find yourself thinking thoughts you're not supposed to do, I'm serious. Just say, shut up. Amen. And you respond with the gospel. Because it is the power of what? Salvation. To you. Was it for you? For you. Amen. We respond with the gospel. Preach to yourself. Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Glory to God. Number three, you prophesy over yourself. Honestly, um, I have a, a, an app that I've been journaling on for the past six years. It's called Day One for anyone that is interested. And I'm, I have the, um, it has the feature of tagging things. So I, I, I have um, spaces where I put prophecy different things and there are days when I am down or anxious or depressed and I go back there and I just listen to, uh, and I read the word of God or things that he has said over me do you do that do you journal prophecies do not despise prophecies you need to see the greatest prophet in your life apart from Jesus Christ the second greatest prophet in your life is you Tribe, prophesy over yourself. When you find yourself in a depressed state, you speak the word over yourself. You prophesy over yourself. Hallelujah. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. So whenever you find yourself weak, you say, I am strong. Glory to God. One of the things I go to is Isaiah 61. 
And I remind myself that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to preach the gospel to the captives, to go into the world, to make disciples of all nations. I read Isaiah 60 and he tells me to arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon me, Jesse. I tell myself that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of the knowledge of the Lord, the Spirit of the fear of God. I remind myself of all these things and I prophesy over myself. You need to prophesy over yourself. That's how you strengthen yourself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Because when, every, when the loudest voices in the room are just that of your accusers or just that of, um, even if, listen, David, hope you know David was at fault. David was at fault, hope you know. It was after that you now see and David inquired of the Lord. And David inquired of the Lord. And David inquired of the Lord. Because he took a strategy, you know, by running and running and running. Then he went to camp with the Philistines. You can't tell me that was of God. You can't tell me that an anointed king will want to align with um, uncircumcised Philistines in the words of David himself. So oftentimes, if we are being honest, we put ourselves in trouble. We put ourselves in trouble by our decisions. The Lord will tell you, Eva is not here, but there was this girl I dated before Eva. I'm not joking. I, around 2012, I was asking, but because I come from, I saw my father, um, we experienced, my father experienced divorce and it devastated my family. So for a period of time, I said I was not going to get married, ever. But when the Lord started healing me, I started asking him his plans for marriage. And the thing the Lord told me in 2012, 2013, it was focus on the harvest and I'll send you the helper. There was this girl that I liked. And I know, Philip, I know, I was not supposed to ask her out. I know. I know. But she was fine. So, but like, I, I'm not joking. Immediately the words left my mouth. Like, can you be mine? Or some nonsense I said. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, where are you? Where are you? Because years before, he had told me, focus on the harvest. And I'll send you the helper. So whoever I was going to um, get married to or be in a relationship with had to be in the field with me. I'm not joking. Immediately the words left my mouth. I heard, where are you? And like Adam, <laughs> I was hiding. Till date, I still ask God to help heal. Um, so as I was saying oftentimes we find ourselves in situations that we are the ones that put ourselves there like David if we're being honest no matter how tongue speaking demon chasing heaven pouring down bringing whatever we oftentimes make decisions we are not supposed to and we land ourselves in situations we are not supposed to land ourselves but that's not the time to run from God we run to God. Amen. David strengthened himself in the Lord. 
Then when the Lord answered him, he said, then we now saw that David inquired of the Lord, Lord, shall I pursue? Shall I, pursue? Shall I overtake, overtake? And the Lord responded to him. Do you know, he strengthened himself in the Lord so much, he called Abiata the priest to bring the ephod. The ephod is not supposed to be for the king. And David is the only one in the Old Testament that was, that operated on that level of king, prophet, and priest. <clears throat> so we now, that we are royal priesthood, hallelujah, we have even a greater advantage than King David. Hallelujah. Tribe, pray in the spirit. Whenever you find yourself in spaces that you do not think that you'll ever be in, when you find yourself down, anxious, depressed, that is when you turn to the Lord and you strengthen yourself in the Lord. You pray in the spirit, hallelujah, because the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availed much and is tremendous in its working. You prophesy over yourself. You preach over yourself. Hallelujah. And then the other thing I want you to understand is you remember the promises. I tried so hard to make everything PPP, it did not work. So it's like PPPR. <laughs> because I could not say promises remembered. <laughs> but just remember the promises. Amen. Honestly, the promises in the Bible are for you. Hallelujah. I find that I go back and I, I, I read also, as much as I'm reading the prophecies, I'm reading the promises of God over my life, where Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I remind myself that I have, the prom I have the greatest gift of all, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I remind myself that Jesus said he will love me till the end. I re <clears throat> I remind myself of Romans 8. For now, there is, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Am I in Christ Jesus? Yes, I am. I am not condemned. I remember the promises. I remind myself that Abraham's blessings are mine. I remind myself that because I am a son, I have a godly inheritance. Hallelujah. I remind myself that my inheritance is imperishable. Glory to God. I remind myself that I am the son of the living God, the king of kings. I remember all these promises and I am strengthened by them. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many of us have gone into stores, right? Maybe you, someone has promised you money. You know it's coming in a particular amount and you know that account shattering amount. Or um, maybe you've done a contract and you're supposed to pay you or, you know, a promise of money is supposed to come. But there's a, even if it has not reached, there's a way you walk. Do you understand? You enter stores and if they are talking to you anyhow, you're like, you're beneath me. Do you understand? Do you know what's about to enter? <laughs> but there's a, there's a consciousness you have. Do you understand? Now, I've taught about the already but not yet several times, about how um, God has given us the promise, but he's still giving us the promises. Yeah, we'll not go into all of that. But I want you to understand that even though certain things may not be at, um, it may not look like things are working at the moment, 
I want to remind you that these promises, these prophecies are for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Tribe Abuja, the joy of the Lord shall strengthen you. And if you ever find yourself in a distressed, depressed, anxious state, you respond by strengthening yourself in the gospel. I mean in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. The other thing I want to, the last thing I want to say, when you find strength in the Lord, you pray for strength for others as well, or you find a way to strengthen others. Amen. Because um, when people are going through stuff, find ways to encourage them. Do you know um, encouragement is a gift of the Holy Spirit? Do you know that? What people are going through should not be gist for you. You should find a way to encourage them. In the past week, we've seen celebrity marriage after marriage crash. Uh, Let me not say crash, pardon me, but like it's made headlines in one way or the other. And honestly, I always feel sad. And I know it's because of my own experience and it's not necessarily I, I don't i feel sad for the parties involved but more than anything i feel sad for the children i know what i know what the um, divorce did to my family every time i see a celebrity going through marital issues i just see so much wealth little or no joy and i say a short prayer for them that they find Christ. People's, whatever people are going through, it should not be gist for you. It should not be gossip, but we should in that moment find a way to encourage them that if you're able to reach out to them. Amen. Amen. So I want to give an example from David as well. So in um, 1 Samuel 23, an unlikely person comes to strengthen David. David. Jonathan, the son of the man that had called David his enemy, Saul, the son of Saul, leaves his father up. I, I, I suspect he snuck out to go and meet David. And in 1 Samuel 23, we see that, that the Bible tells us that Jonathan strengthened, <clears throat> Jonathan strengthened the hand of David in the Lord. Because David was just like, my best friend's dad is out for me. But he saw Jonathan came to strengthen the hand of David. It's important that prayers of supplication are made by you and prayers of intercession that you are praying for people. Amen, tribe. When we find strength in the Lord, find a way to pray for others as well. Hallelujah. Call your friends this week and ask them, how can I pray for you? Tell them our church is fasting. (laughs) So there's plenty power. How can I pray for you? (laughs) Amen. Call people and encourage them. Glory to God. We're going to stop here. We're going to pray three short prayers. If you can just stand with me. I want, like I said... 
There's so much that we have to accomplish this year. There's so much more this year. Glory to God. There's so much more this year. I don't know about you, but I need the strength of God. So that's going to be our first prayer point. If that is you, can you just open your mouth and pray? So many of you are going through things that you may not be able to mention right now. But I want you to ask for the grace, for the strength of God. <clears throat> can you just open your mouth and pray? Just say, Lord, give me grace for this project. What is in front of me may seem impossible. But Lord, I know that you will strengthen me for the journey. I know that you will strengthen me for the work in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you just open your mouth and pray? For those of you in school, those of you that are entrepreneurs, those of you that are about to become parents, those of you that are about to start a new phase in your life, say, Lord, give me the grace. Give me the strength. I've done it on my own before. I've seen how far it got me. Lord, but now I'm turning back to you. I want to find strength in you. I want to find joy in you. I want to find joy in your spirit. I want to find joy in you. Lord, strengthen me. Open your mouth, tribe, and just pray for strength. Pray for strength. Pray for strength for the journey ahead. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now we are about to pray a prayer supplication for people in our lives. And prayer, intercessory prayers. The person that comes to your mind right now, I want you to pray for them. The person that comes to your mind right now, you don't know why, but just pray for them. For some of you, it could be a relationship with a parent, sibling, friend that may have been severed in one way or the other. But I want you to just pray for them. Pray for them right now. Pray for them right now. The, the, the psalmist says, but I am in prayer. I am in prayer. I become prayer. Pray for them right now. Pray for your family. Pray for your mother. Pray for your father. Pray for your siblings. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for strength for them. Pray, 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 pray. Let the Spirit of God be poured out on them. If there's any of them that, uh, that, that, if there's any of them that don't know the Lord yet, can you just pray for them? Pray for grace for them. Pray for grace for them. Pray for grace for them. been joining prayers um, one of the things I've been saying is so the reason we are doing our 21 day fast primarily number one is to enjoy God number two is to expect great things from God and I encouraged us to write down things that we are trusting God for so I don't know what you're trusting God for that he will show up how he will show up for you this year but can you just open your mouth and just pray just say, Lord, I'm expecting great things for you in my family, in my business. 
I'm expecting great things for you, from you. Just pray. How do you want God to show up this year? Just pray, just pray. What are you trusting God for? A particular project that you need finances for, for wisdom, for a decision that you're about to take. mention those things particularly just mention them say Lord I'm trusting that you show up in my business I'm trusting that you show up in my workplace in my career in my health I'm trusting that you show up in my mental health In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.